Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Ah, that's right. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app if the Patriots don't win tonight. Dunzo, it's over. That's right. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your Dr. Pepper call-in line. Canty, what is up? What up, big fella? What's going on? We got Thursday Night Football. We've got Aaron Judge. We've got a whole lot to get to, but a major, major, major game tonight with implications in the AFC East, so that's what we're doing. Here we go! Only one place to start. Canty, if the Patriots lose tonight, it's over. Season's over. Goodbye. And when I say that, I am doing it under the assumption that in order to make the playoffs out of the AFC East, they are going to have to win 10 games. And maybe that might be pushing it too much. They are going to be 6-6 six and six if they lose tonight. They are not going to be winning four out of their last five games, especially when you look at the later stretch where they close the season with Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo uh, after the next couple of weeks on the road at Arizona and Vegas. And they may win both of those games, but you can't tell me it's a lock that they're going to win both of those games. No, it's not a lock. And when you look at the other schedules, the New York Jets schedule, the Los Angeles Chargers schedule, both the schedules for the Ravens and the Bengals because we don't know who's going to win the AFC North, it feels like it's going to be an uphill climb for the Pats. So you got a division game in December at home. Carlin, these are the ones that you got to get. There's no question about it. And if you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills, a good place to start is forcing this team to punt. Carlin. In their last two matchups, including the playoff game, the Buffalo Bills have not punted. They had one game where they scored on nine possessions. They had another game where they scored on seven possessions. They haven't punted. At some point, the Patriots' defense has to get a stop against this Bills' offense. Now, the one thing that I think will be the saving grace for the Pats' defense is they're very opportunistic. They're great at taking the football away. And so I think if you can force Josh Allen into making a couple of mistakes tonight, you give yourself a puncher's chance to make this a fourth-quarter game. That's not out of the realm of possibility either. We know how much Josh Allen has given the football away in the red zone, specifically this year, and that's got to improve in a big, big way if they are going to have a legitimate shot this year. Having said that, I don't think this Patriots defense is what we made it out to be a few weeks back. Mm. I don't think it's nearly as good And, Canty, I look at the Patriots' offense, and look, I know. I know the Bills have not been able to stop the run. I get it. I'm not going to look at Ramondre Stevenson tonight with no Damian Harris and think that the Bills, with their complete lack of true weapons on the offensive side and Mac Jones at quarterback, that somehow they are going to run the ball down the throats of the Buffalo Bills. This, to me, tonight mm. is going to be about keeping up, and I don't think they can keep up. Well, I, I, I will... No 50-mile-an-hour dis- wins tonight. I will respectfully disagree with you. Mm. First of all, I think... Don't do it respectfully. The Patriots are going to be the team that comes in with the air of desperation. That's not where the Buffalo Bills are at right now. If the playoffs started today, the Buffalo Bills would be in, the New England Patriots would be out. So the Patriots understand their season is on the line. Are there implications for the Bills? Sure there are. Yeah, the They're division. competing for the division title. They, want, they also have a chance at the number one overall seed because they have the head-to-head win against the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's stakes for the Bills. But ultimately, Carlin, if 
if the Patriots lose this game, they're, they're done. Their season is over with. Now, I do believe after looking at both of these teams through week 12, the Patriots are by far the more physical of the two. And I think physicality plays, especially in the month of December going on into January. So I think that could ultimately be the equalizer. I'm not sold that this Buffalo Bills team can run the football effectively outside of Josh Allen against this Patriots front seven. So it's going to come down to can Josh Allen avoid the consequential mistake? And Carlin, based on what we've seen from him this year, I'm not sure that's true. The guy has 13 turnovers on the season. Going into week 12, he was on pace for 24 turnovers in the regular season. He's got six of them in the red zone. That's a problem. When your quarterback is coming out and acknowledging that he's had issues with situational awareness and taking care of the football, I don't know that that's an offense that I can trust. And therein lies the rub with where I stand with the Buffalo Bills. Well, when you're a quarterback like that, who we understand what he is, he needs to be able to make plays, but he acknowledges that. Has he not earned the benefit of the doubt that he can fix that over the last couple of years? I I think he has. Now, I want to see him fix it. That's obvious, but um, I can't deny what's happened. But I have to believe that Josh Allen, uh, considering this is a guy that universally at the beginning of the year we expected to be the MVP, uh, and now he's, he's not going to be, but the Bills, they still have one thing, and that is to win the Super Bowl. And Allen understands that it's much more important to have people go through Buffalo than to just make the playoffs in order to win. And it's going to take a lot of work to get to that point. Canty, but for the AFC East as a whole, if the Bills lose this game, do you think the division's over? Do you think that the Miami Dolphins are going to end up winning the division if the Bills fall a game behind in the loss column? Yeah, I think the Dolphins do win the division. I think they wrap it up. I, I, I Listen, I understand they got fat in the middle portion of their schedule that was a little bit soft playing against the likes of the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Houston Texans. Their schedule stiffens a little bit starting this weekend against the 49ers on the road, but I do trust in what I've seen from this Miami Dolphins team. This is an explosive offense, Carlin. There's a reason why Tua is tops in the NFL in QBR. And so I believe in what I'm seeing. I believe in the supporting cast. The defense is rounding into form the last couple of games. So, yeah, I'm buying the Miami Dolphins winning this division. And let's also keep this in mind. The Buffalo Bills haven't won an AFC East game yet. They haven't. Yeah, I understand that. And the Miami Dolphins have a head-to-head win against them. So, yeah, I'm buying into the Dolphins – being the team to beat in this division down the stretch. Look, I, I can't do that yet because of what the Dolphins have sitting in front of them. Mm. This is a brutal stretch. It's San Francisco. It's the Chargers. It's the Bills all on the road the next three weeks. And you're closing out the year with the Packers, okay, at the Patriots and then the Jets at home. That is not an easy stretch. I can't say that it's locked up. But I do wonder this, too, in addition to it. How do we give the Dolphins the benefit of the doubt when we look at the teams that they have beaten this year, but we don't give the Bills the benefit of the doubt over the last couple of years and how they have been able to navigate this? That, that bothers me a little bit. The Dolphins are a really good team. I'm not going to go against I'm not going to deny that. But I still think there's a lot for the Dolphins to earn here in terms of the respect before I'm going to treat them like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I hear where you're coming from, but if you want to compare both teams over the last couple of years, just think about what we've seen from the Buffalo Bills in one-score games. 
over the last couple of years, I think their record is something like four and nine, Carlin. Mm. So it makes it hard to trust them when it comes to December football that has playoff implications. Whereas with the Miami Dolphins, this team has shown a penchant to be able to win close games. And Tua has shown the ability to make plays down the stretch. Now, you could argue that some of those games shouldn't be close at all. Mm-hmm. But think about week two, what we saw from the Miami Dolphins being down big to the Baltimore Ravens. You saw Tua come back and make huge plays in the passing game to win it for them. So, I, I, I mean, I, I guess it cuts both ways in terms of the body of work for the two teams over the last couple of years. But if you're asking me based on what I've seen this year, I trust the Miami Dolphins, and I can't believe I'm saying this because you know I'm not a Tua non-believer. I trust what I've seen from the Miami Dolphins more so than I trust what I've seen from the Buffalo Bills. If you're the Jets tonight, are you rooting for a Patriot loss? I would think so. I would think if you're the Jets, even though you might, you might, and you're delusional if you do, you might have outside hopes at the division. More importantly is to position yourself better to make the playoffs and separating yourselves from the New England Patriots at this juncture feels like it's a whole lot more important than making sure you keep pace with the Bills. I hear where you're coming from with that one, but it's also about playoff seating. If you fancy yourself as a playoff outfit, and I know most of the guys in that Jets locker room do, then it's about having the best seed in the postseason once the second season starts. But I, I, I lose the tiebreaker with the Patriots considering Zach Wilson lost both those games for me right now. Yeah, but you I, don't lose the tiebreaker with the Buffalo Bills. No. And no, that's you my don't. point. And yeah. so that's what I'm looking at. That's a team that's in front of you in the playoff standings. And so, so that, 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 that opens the door for you to potentially improve your seating and to make it a lesser opponent in round one in the wild card. I mean, I'd much rather go on the road and play against the Tennessee Titans than I would the winner of the AFC North or the winner of the AFC West. So if you're the Jets, you're not worried at all about the Patriots right now, even though you've lost them twice. No, if I'm the Jets, I control my own destiny. If the tournament started today, I'm in. So it's just about being able to have the best seating possible. So to me, you're rooting for a Bills loss more than a Patriots loss. It's Canty and Carlin. Who, who scares you more? Well, the Bills scare me a oh, lot Oh, well, more. there you go. There's your answer. Yeah, I know. But when I'm the, when I'm the Jets, it's baby steps. Just, just <laughs> get me there first. Just get me there first. And if I can get the Patriots out of the way in the midst of it, I'm going to feel even better about it. Okay. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, air online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen. 24-7. Quote at Progressive.com. Here's the other thing, Carlin. If you are the Jets, mm-hmm. knowing that you play the Miami Dolphins in Week 18, you're rooting for a Bills loss. Hopefully that Week 18 game won't matter to the Miami Dolphins, which is an opportunity for you to get that win and get into the tournament. So that's another little caveat when we start talking about who the Jets should be rooting for tonight's matchup. So who are you rooting for? If you're the Jets tonight, be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Lines are open now with that question. If you're the Jets, who are you rooting for? And if you're the New England Patriots, it's the season over if you lose tonight. Up next, speaking of the Jets, Zach Wilson has got an uphill battle, there's no question. But is the battle actually over already? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I had a dream last night that I was broadcasting a game with Tom Brady on the mm. radio, and it did not go well. It seems like it fits your brand, though. Why would that be the case? I, I'm just saying. You're, you're a Josh Allen apologist. I mean, it feels like you know, it's in a it's lot of a lot to you. apologize for. No, I, I don't understand it, though. I mean, you the, guy, the guy has... I would think Josh Allen's a good quarterback? No, I think he's a good quarterback, too, but you just gloss over the fact that he turns the ball over like it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. The guy has 75 turnovers in 72 games. That's a lot. That's a lot of turnovers, bro. That's a lot. Yeah. I understand maybe, that. Maybe this is just who he is. You, maybe. You, li- you live with some of it. He's got 126 passing touchdowns. So he's like, he's like, well, no, I'm not going to compare anybody to Brett Favre these days. He's like a, he's like a mobile... Um, who was a turnover machine? Terry Bradshaw was kind of a He had a lot of turnovers. <laughs> he had a lot of, people, people forget about that with the four championships. Yeah, exactly. But he, it's easy to forget about he it. Was, he was giving away the church's money a lot. <laughs> Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we've got some of you up on the lines. We get to you in 30 seconds. ZipRecruiter can fill any job you're hiring for this holiday season. Four out of five ZipRecruiter employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Dave is up first on the Dr. Pepper call-in line on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Dave, what's going on? Hey, fellas. Uh, I just wanted to dispute Canty's take on the one-score game. I mean, that gets brought up all the time. And before the season started, they were 1-6 in in one-score games. Three games this year were one-score games that they won. The Baltimore game at Baltimore, the Chiefs game at the Chiefs, and the Detroit game at Detroit on Thanksgiving. And they all won those games. And I'll admit, Josh lately has been pressing, and he's admitted that himself. He's been trying to will the wins and come up with stuff Here's the problem. But, I, but, I, acknowledge, uh, but I acknowledge that, though. I said they're 4-9 yeah. and nine over the last two years in one-score games. Yes. Now, you would argue that some of those games shouldn't be as close, like the Detroit game. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But no. the reason why I bring up one-score games is that in order to win a championship, something I should know about because I did win a Super Bowl, 
You're going to have to win close games. Oh, look at us. And the Buffalo Bills struggle when it comes to winning close games. And this is a team that should have title aspirations. Carlin, coming into this year, they were the odds-on favorite to win the Pro Football Championship. Mm -hmm. They were. Listen. So that's the lens that I view them through. As you should, because at the beginning of the year, what do they say about the Bills the first couple of weeks? They're playing angry. They look like they're ticked off and ready to go. And that edge has not been there. I can't deny that. They have to figure it out. Maybe that's part of why Allen's pressing. I don't know. But at the same time, I have full faith and confidence that they're going to get the job done tonight and that they're still going to win the division over the Dolphins. Look at you ring tapping. Check out the ring. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people forget you got to remind them, right? Oh, I got no problem Do, I, with do that. I need to wear it? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. How, many, how often have you worn it? I usually pull it out around playoff time just to remind folks. Okay. Like that last caller. And if you go to a Giants remember. event, I would think you No, wear I don't wear it. No? No. Why, why do I need to wear it when my name is on the trophy? Okay. That's fair. Look at that. Even better than the ring tap. My right. name is on the trophy. My name is engraved on the trophy. Like, they, got, oh. they got banners in the facility, and my name is on the banner. Like, Why what, do I need what, to do that when my picture's you know on the building? <laughs> right. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> Adam's in Rochester next on ESPN Radio. Adam, what's going on, dude? Hey, big uh, big fan of you guys. Can't say I like your takes. I am hoping for the Patriots, the cheating Patriots, to beat the uh, Toronto Bills coming up this night on Thursday. I'm a huge Jets fan. I think that uh, I agree with Kenny about everything he's saying about Josh Allen. If he's 85% of that offense, they're not running the ball. He's the running back. He does he does everything there. I just I don't understand. No, he's not get, catching any flack for his turnovers. And the other thing I wanted to throw out there is, what do you is it possible at all that Lamar Jackson would come to the Jets as a free agent in this offseason? Who's his wide receiver there? And uh, that Mark Andrews, then who? Nobody. Who's well, running well Lamar Jackson Nobody. isn't going to go anywhere as a free agent. Let's be clear about that. If he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be because the Ravens trade him away. They're going to give him the exclusive franchise tag if they don't work out a deal. Thanks for the call. Here's the other thing, though, Canty. We're going to mm. go get into more on Lamar a little bit later in the show. But I do have to take umbrage with one thing. Mm. What does every Jet fan, Brandon, our stage manager, is a Jet fan, what do they fear the most? You're going to get to week 18, you'll be tied with the Patriots, and the Patriots keep you out of the playoffs. I mean, is that not the nightmare scenario for a Jet fan? Of course it is. Yes. Of course it is. And what is the Jet fan trained to do? They are trained to plan for the nightmare scenario. <laughs> Armageddon is coming, and however it is... And he wears a hood? <laughs> he wears a hoodie? <laughs> however it is that they could lose and miss out of the playoffs in the worst possible way, that would be the way. Can't you picture Brandon, like... Santonio Holmes down in Miami walking out on the Jets. Like, that's 12 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Jets closed the season at Miami. Can't we see something similar to that happening? And I'm not rooting for it. All I'm saying is, if I were a Jet fan tonight, I'm doing everything I can to root against the Patriots because I don't want them anywhere near me going forward. I need to make the playoffs. Yeah, you don't want them anywhere near you, but you still got to deal with them, Carlin. You're trying to win championships. I'm just trying to get in. I'm just trying to get into the tournament. I understand that, but here's the thing. The Jets can actually, uh, the Jets can actually lean on the Patriots to help them do that. 
Let's bring in Nuno and Bubba on this for a second, neither of which are Jet fans, but certainly both of them know more than their share of pain as Giant and Cowboy fans on this. Uh, Nuno, if you were the Jets tonight, who are you rooting for in this game? Pain? First of all, Chris Canty, thank you for that uh, Super Bowl. Oh, so, wow. My man, so, my man. So I don't, I didn't forget that you were part of a Super Bowl winning team. Listen, I was the pre and post game host Super Bowl Forty Two. I'm just going to say I was part Did, of the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we heard. Uh, I watched the game, so I guess I, I guess you all have to say something. <laughs> yes, I talked about it after the fact. <laughs> yes, and we heard you almost killed one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yes. That was at wow. Super Bowl Thirty Four. Yes, no, but uh, to, to answer your question, you want the Bills to win this game. You want no tiebreak. You don't want Thank a situation you. where you're facing a tiebreaker with the Pats. You don't what, want what, that. But hold on, though. What, what are we talking about? I just, I just made the very astute point that if the Miami Dolphins are in the driver's seat for the division and week 18 is an inconsequential game for them, then that's an opportunity for you to get a win and to get into the postseason. Has, has that ever mattered to the Jets before, that the game was inconsequential for the other team, but somehow they could still lose the well, game? Well, if they sit Tua and they're playing Skylar Thompson, then hell yes. That's okay. what you want. All I'm going to say, of course you want it, but it doesn't rule out that – how does a Jet fan think? They are thinking about disaster. Bubba, your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Nuno here. Yeah, I think you you want to avoid uh, you want to avoid that. So I'm I'm going Nuno. And he and here's why uh, can't he? Why I feel that way is because I don't think the Jets are beating the Vikings in the Bills at this point. These next two weeks, so you need the people around you to lose as much as possible. And right. because of that, so that's why they need to be rooting hard for the Bills. Tonight. Yeah, but they still got Detroit and Jacksonville on their schedule, guys. And Detroit's not a gimme. I'm we not saying it. either one of those games is a gimme. Jacksonville just beat the Baltimore Ravens. It's not a gimme, but it's a winnable game, especially with the way that the Jets' defense is playing. It's a, it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. So the goal is to get to 10 wins, right? Yes. It's a much harder road for the Patriots to get to 10 wins than it is for the New York Jets to get to 10 wins. Anthony, much harder. Anthony is up next. And the mail tra- – oh, look, Anthony's back on ESPN Radio. Tony, what's going on, dude? How are you? Little new now. How you guys doing, fellas? Good. What do you got? Hello? Yeah. What do you got, bud? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Um – so, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you more. Um, just, you have to root for the, the, the Bills, and here's why. You don't, like like Nuno just said, you don't want, uh, you know, a scenario where you're rooting right now for the Jets, you're rooting for everyone that's playing the Patriots and everyone that's playing the Chargers. And looking ahead at the Patriots' schedule, it is very, very tough, whereas the Jets' schedule is, is semi-easier. Now, now, like to your point. So hold on, but that you know, undermines your no point. What you just said undermines your point. If, if the Patriots no, you, by you, far have the harder schedule, then what what does it matter to you if they beat the Buffalo Bills tonight? Because yeah, I don't want the Patriots getting any momentum. I, I don't want them being anywhere near me. I got to get them out of the way. I have to. I have to. The Patriots. I just have to eliminate you them. You know what this highlights? You know what this highlights, Carlin? Mm. How bad Zach Wilson was two weeks ago when the when the Jets lost that game in Foxborough. That's what it does. If you had a professional quarterback like Mike White in that game, you get more than two total yards of offense in the second half. Pat in Connecticut wants to chime in on Mike White. Pat, what's going on, bud? You're on ESPN Radio. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, 
Yes, is this um, get up get get up in the morning? Uh, no, it's Greeny, but you know, same okay, deal. What do you got, Bud? Oh, um, well, I'm I'm very happy with the new to, to play the New York Jets against the Chicago Bears. I think they they have a great uh, young core. I'm concerned about uh, Mike White not staying with the team next year. I'm afraid he's going to be a free agent, and the Jets are going to have to go back to Zach Wilson. I'm best. I basically believe the Jets need to move on from Zach Wilson, and if they can retain Mike White, that would be great. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. I'm biting through my lip right now. Yeah, Thanks I mean, it'd be call. nice to keep Mike White, but I don't think all is lost if you lose Mike White. Yeah, Pat, let's not lose any sleep yet. Yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not get nuts here about the future MVP Mike White. It's been nice, and it's nice to see that last week. But if we're a Jet fan. And we are sitting in week 13, and our problem is, dear God, we might lose Mike White next year. Maybe we take a little bit more of a look at the bigger picture for the moment, huh? How about that? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, but it does raise an interesting question, and we will get to that in 30 seconds. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. If you notice, Nuno did, you know, Nuno was in my ear. Hey, make sure you take this call before we get to mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Of course okay. he did. Okay. Thanks, Nuno. Appreciate that. But this is really interesting to me. Yesterday, we had Tim Hasselbeck on the end of the show when we were filling in for Graney, and mm-hmm. we were talking about Zach Wilson. And if there's an opportunity to fight his way back from this disaster. Here's Tim. Mike White plays great the rest of the year. Then Zach Wilson does not get back out onto the field. No. Which it, means at that point, you, you've moved on. That's why I really felt. like I know he's in a tough spot. I didn't think they should have benched him. Really? Like, and so I'm sitting here saying that now, knowing that Mike White just played great last week mm-hmm. in bad conditions. Okay? Because I think as soon as you benched him in this scenario, for a kid that had three starts and had thrown more interceptions and touchdowns and was a fifth-round draft pick of a different team, you were done with them. You were done with them at that point. It was over. Here's, here's what's so hard for me to believe, Canty. How can it be over already? The kid screwed up in a big, big way. In a big way. Mm-hmm. From all accounts, he apologized to the team. It's not going to be fixed in one week or two weeks. Frankly, I don't think it's going to be fixed this year. But let's just suspend disbelief for a moment and assume that Mike White is not going to play at this level of this past week the rest of the season. Okay. How can it be possible that you can already be done with Zach Wilson now? And I know what Tim was saying about uh, Mike White like needing to play at that level, but I can't imagine that this is unsalvageable for a guy that's in his second year and was the second overall pick. How does Zach Wilson get his team back, or can he not get them back? Well, he doesn't control his own destiny because if Mike White plays great from here on out, how do you justify benching Mike White if you're Rob Sala? No, you don't. You can't. You don't. Now, and now, he's do not we getting them back this year? Now, do we anticipate that that's going to happen? I mean, do we anticipate Mike White is going to play flawless football over the remainder of the season, or I even don't. over the next couple of weeks when they're on the road against Minnesota and on the road against Buffalo? Probably not. But 
in the instance that he does, then it's a wrap for Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to rehab his image and his leadership skills along with his overall game at another stop in his NFL career. Okay, if that doesn't happen, if, if Mike White plays average. If Mike White plays like we know Mike White usually plays. Yes. I mean, think about this. Mike White has played in five games in the National Football League. He's had three games where he's thrown multiple interceptions. I'm not trying to disparage Mike White. I'm just calling it what it is. Yeah. Now, he's a young player. He can improve, but I think there are some limitations on Mike White, but him coming in and playing professional quarterback shows you just how good this Jets team is. The supporting cast on offense and how dominant the defense is. Here's my and problem. that can be the difference in the Jets making the postseason this year. For everybody that is caught up in Mike White mania, can you please just remember that at the beginning of the year, the coaches believed that their best opportunity to win was with Joe Flacco, not with Mike White. And we know where Joe Flacco is in his career. Exactly. So just remember that. I, it, it, we talked about this universal truth that people seem to sometimes forget and that is coaches play the players who give them the best chance to win. And that, in that instance, they felt was Joe Flacco. So that's number one. But number two, let's operate for a moment under the assumption that Mike White returns to that, you know, level that he was at before. And the Jets somehow don't make the playoffs the rest of the season. Can Zach Wilson get this back? Can he fix this? Is it at all fixable? <sighs> That's just going to depend on how Zach Wilson approaches the next several weeks while Mike White is the supporter. Now, if his body language and facial expressions are anything like we saw this past week against the Chicago Bears, then it's going to be a struggle, Carlin. You could tell with Zach Wilson on the sideline, he wasn't rooting for Mike White's success. He wasn't rooting for Mike White to have a three-touchdown day, throwing for over 300 yards and a 149 passer rating. He wasn't. He wasn't excited for his teammates. To me, that's where it starts. In his actions and his commentary in post-game press conferences, specifically after the Patriots' losses, to me, that's an indictment on his sports character. And that's not something that's fixed overnight. So you ask me the question of can he fix it, yeah, but that's going to require some huge individual growth. And I don't know that Zach Wilson is at that point right now. He still strikes me as a very immature player that feels entitled and that was a part of the pre-draft scouting report with him coming out of BYU. ZipRecruiter f- can fill any job you're hiring for this holiday season. Four out of five ZipRecruiter employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. On the way. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, there's another young franchise quarterback who just got big-time money, who is taking it from all angles right now, and there was one big name in particular that fired off a major, major salvo in his direction. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'll tell you what. 
Kyler Murray's not getting help from any angle right now. No. Can't well, he's Carter. not helping anybody either. No, he's, he's not. He's throwing Cliff Kingsbury under the bus and then backing him over it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, filling in for Greeny today. College football is on ESPN Radio tomorrow night. Don't miss number 11, Utah, against number 4, USC. Pac-12 championship at 8 p.m. This college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage, dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Patrick Peterson, along with Brian McFadden, on the All Things Covered podcast. I believe it's McFadden's podcast. Here is Patrick Peterson, Kyler Murray's former teammate, chiming in on Kyler Murray. Verbally now, vocally, Kyler Murray is talking about, and I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately, but it tells me he doesn't care about his his head coach. And he's putting everything on the head coach, basically saying... Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. (laughs) That's just a... Matter of the fact. Wow. Matter of the fact. Yeah. Now, wow. Kyler Murray fired back about it, said basically in a tweet, hang on a second, and he added him P2, you know, for his uh, thing on Twitter. If you're supposed to be somebody that's, you know, a, quote, mentor to me, you don't have to fire off publicly about it. Just call me up or that kind of thing. Like, this is Yeah, but true. would Patrick – I mean, here's the thing. Would Kyler Murray be receptive to what Patrick Peterson had to say? That's the part that we don't know. And the fact that he didn't have any issue or any hesitation airing him out that way, Carlin, I think that speaks volumes to what he thinks about Kyler Murray's sports character. And here's the other part to this. Kyler Murray has not helped himself over the last calendar year, even going back to right before the Super Bowl, removing all of the Arizona Cardinals stuff from his social media pages because he was pouting about not engaging in contract negotiations. Didn't didn't he post the first thing about it, like his agent put out that statement like a day or two after the season ended? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that tells you everything right there. But then also, after you get the money – First of all, the other part to this, Carlin, is the organization trying to put a stipulation in your contract extension where they, they wanted to monitor how much film you watched because they felt like they needed to create a certain threshold to make sure that you were engaged in the level that would reflect, you know, the urgency that it requires to win football games in the NFL. Like, that, that's saying something. Again, yeah. another attack on his sports character. And then this past week when they lose to the Chargers in a heartbreaker because who knows that Brandon Staley is going to go for the two-point conversion rather than tie and let the game go to overtime. They lose in heartbreaking fashion. And then Kyler Murray throws his coach under the bus by saying from a scheme standpoint, they were messed up. And he used an expletive that we can't use on this show because this is – a Disney family-friendly show. But all I'm simply saying is, again, when it comes to Kyler Murray, we can't give him the benefit of the doubt against statements like we heard from Patrick Peterson because Kyler Murray has shown us that he is a self-oriented player. Look, if I'm the Cardinals, I have put myself in an absolutely untenable position on many fronts. I gave the GM and the coach extensions after last season where I started 10-2 and two and then fell apart and then get waxed in the playoffs. And then this guy complains first thing out of the gate as the season ends. Not I'm crushed with what just happened in the post. In I, want, I want my money. No, where's my money? 
You give it to him. And now you're at this point where, guy, I mean, is it wrong to say Patrick Peterson is pretty widely respected? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And that is the guy that is firing this salvo in his direction. So now you're stuck. You're probably going to fire Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the year. Ain't no problem. I don't know what they're going to do with Steve Kime, if they're going to fire him too or not. I don't know if they're going to get rid of Kime. I, somebody has to point to me what Steve Kime has done. That's a great point. Because I, I have not That's seen great much, point. but he's been around for quite some time. Yeah. And then you're stuck with this guy. It's funny. Like, who would you <laughs> – I can't believe I'm going to ask this question. Who would you rather be stuck with right now, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? The answer is no. <laughs> That's the answer. Is the answer option three, cyanide? The, the, the answer is no. I don't, want e- <laughs> I don't want either situation, but when we start talking about how attractive a job is, it's whether or not you can reach Kyler Murray because there's so much upside there in terms of the player's skill set. With Russell Wilson, we don't know if this is just a product of bad coaching or if he's past it. And I don't know if I want to roll the dice – on you know the, these precious few opportunities in the National Football League to be a head coach by saddling up with a, a quarterback in his mid-30s that I don't know can get the job done. So I would probably lean Arizona. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.